What it is, what it do, and how the hell are all of you? With yours truly, Petra, I fuck her back with another mother lover. You already know the deal. Grab your smoke, grab your drink, and lock with your boy. This episode is going to be a little different. We just going to talk my shit. Let's dive into this motherfucker. To start with, something I see massively, but I don't rock with it, is I don't do the filter business. Watch my mouth on my own show? I think not. I see many, far too many great speakers have to censor themselves. Automatic bleep, it surely does seem. I do not believe swearing makes someone sound less intelligent. And I'm going to base all that on us. There's, there's multiple conflicting studies that do say it does make you sound less intelligent. It doesn't make you sound less intelligent. It's really up to, in my eyes, the speaker if you want to swear or not. Now, there are certain situations where you're, you shouldn't be swearing, talking about fuck this, fuck that, rah, rah, rah. You shouldn't, you know, there's certain situations. But in the majority of your situations in life, you're going to know when and where you can and when you can't. But on my show, because it's my show, and I think my show is just an opinion. I'm just rocking with you. We're just talking. That's why I swear. Because if I was just talking to you in person or just hollering at you, you know, message to message, whatever it is, I'm going to swear I'm going to talk my shit. You know what I'm saying? Now, if this was like a business meeting or something, no, I'm not going to be cussing my ass off. You know what I'm saying? But I've had bosses and shit in interviews, had jobs, all this, that other thing, that have sworn openly. So when someone says swearing makes you sound less intelligent, rah, 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 I'd be put, I, that's, a, that's kind of a sus, suspect statement to me, man. If someone prefers to swear, that's cool. If some, if that, that's cool. If someone doesn't like to swear, that's cool. I really don't care. The only time I do see it as annoying or foolish is when someone swears continuously for no reason. So if you're going to say fuck every, every third word, you just saying it just to say it, man. You ain't you ain't got you ain't got a reason to say it. You just saying it. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the reasons I see a lot of people that do these shows. I understand if you're on Fox News or CNN, whatever, whatever, you don't want to swear. You know. But I see a lot of these. I see a lot of channels. I see a lot of people. They they you could t- they swear sometimes or they don't swear. You can tell that they swear on other thing. They swear on like a, per se another type of a. Uh, if they do two podcasts, they swear on one and not on the other because they want one to be per se family friendly. Well, if you're talking about politics and what's going on in the world, I don't necessarily believe I would consider that family, you know, type information. Are you really going to sit and chop the politics up with your little, little kid? Come on now. Like, that's where I think, like, people, I, I think sometimes, like, people cater when they shouldn't have to cater, you know what I'm saying? And that, that's just how I've always kind of seen it, you know what I'm saying? But I also have explicit in all, on my in my uh, podcast, I have it very, I, in my description and all that stuff. I make it very clear. I do be swearing. You know, I'm not, I'm not hiding nothing from nobody. I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not. I'm not trying to act or sound like something I'm not or more intelligent than I am. You know, I'm not trying to play. I'm not trying to have a facade or play anything any which way. I'm gonna keep it a buck always. Now, personally, like I said, if you're gonna say fuck every three words, pick up a dictionary, pick up a, th- a, a thesaurus, get some different vocabulary to maybe make that word fuck sound a little bit better when you use it, you know what I'm saying? Now, plenty of people who swear are wordsmiths, in my opinion, like Tim Pool, Steven Crowder, Sticks Hexenhammer, those are just to name three people. Sticks swears far more than Crowder and Pool both do, let's keep it 100. But Sticks isn't here to cater to nobody, he, and I'm not, he's not saying he's family friendly. Crowder rarely says that his shit's a family show because we really know it's it's not really. Come on. Tim Pool, I don't know why he wants to have a family show. I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, you, you you talking real, real shit when it comes to shows. You know, when, you, when it comes to real the, the politics, what you're talking about, 
The only people that are going to listen to that are going to be maybe 16-year-olds on up. You ain't really going to get no young bucks listening to that. So when it comes to talking about family-friendly, I don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? Now, pool I know holds back because he wants to stay up in that algorithm. He wants to stay making that bread, and I understand that. Same like with Tom McDonald. He swears in his songs, but when he puts them on YouTube, he censors them so he can get that ad money. He can, get, become, he can, he can make his video in an ad. I understand that. I'm not knocking it. But again, I think sometimes it takes away from the conversation or takes away from what the person is trying to say, especially if they have to stop themselves, you know? Now, like I said, if you don't, if you're not a person that normally swears, you're not going to have to stop yourself to do it, you know? And you can tell when people don't swear and then they try to swear, or you know when people swear far too often. You can really tell in people's vocabularies and how they speak. Now, like I said, that's just that's how, that's how I look at it. But it's my show, like I said, I have explicit warnings on it, so I'm going to say what I want, how I want, and people are aware of what they're going to get from 21 Jump Street. I make it very clear in the descriptions. You know what I'm saying? Now, that's the reason I don't use a filter. I don't think it'll help or hurt my show. My show is meant to be raw, unedited, no real script to run off of, just the research that I've done and the opinions I've formed around that research. Now, another thing I've seen a lot of people do is argue from points of religion or use religion as a place to argue from when you're not, you shouldn't do that because it's going to be an automatic judgment from 21 Jump if you're arguing from that place of religion. Now, saying that, I'm a Baptist Christian. I believe in God and I believe it's in my book and it's in the book that God written for me to do this show to the best of my abilities. Now, from abortion to race in America, I don't stray away from the hot button issues. And my listeners know that, and the future ones will learn. Controversy doesn't scare me like it does some. I don't try to be controversial just to be controversial. I'm no edgelord. I am just a conservative stoner with a slew of opinions based in logic and reality. Call me old school. And all that being said, and in its own right, I believe it's a blessing. I'm not shook by what the radical left does, and I'm not worried about what the rad radical right does or what they say. I'm not worried about anything that they're doing or saying because they're just trying to be edgy and controversial just to be edgy and controversial. That's what the far right is known for. It's to try to push your buttons no matter what, just to push your buttons. Make you mad just to make you mad. Get you going just to get you going. They don't, they don't need a reason to. They just do it just to do it. And that, that I think is corny. I don't, you ain't going to get no major respect points for me from that shit. That's just, that's not going to happen. Now, when I think of controversial, and I think a lot of people do, what amazed me was is how many people were shocked that Nick Fuentes got put on the no-fly list. He, a lot of the time, is edgy just to be edgy, in my opinion. Not that he can't have his own, his own opinions and his own show and how he wants to run it, this, that, the other. But I think a lot of the time he is edgy just to be edgy, controversial just to be controversial, to see what he can get with it, to run them likes up, to run them hits up, to run whatever he can up. Everybody's their own business person. I just think, I wasn't shocked when I seen that. I kind of chuckled at that shit. I'm going to keep it a buck. And it looks like it backfired in that sense to be edgy, just like it did for Milo Indianapolis. He did his damnedest when Parler came back for Parler to ban him the minute he found out that it wasn't a free speech site. Now... You want free speech? Talk your shit in person. That's where your free speech really is your free speech. But I've said it before. You want a free speech? Don't be, a, don't be shocked about the social consequences that may come from it. Now, I do think in 2021 there's a lot more social consequences than there should be for a lot of things people do say. I think there's a lot more 
locks and offense, you know, offended motherfuckers uh, when it comes to words. I think a lot more people get offended and want to have words taken away, this, that, the other, want to change their meaning, this, that, the other. I think a lot of people are a lot, a lot more sensitive and soft. That's my opinion. Now, like I said, Milo did everything he could to get Parler to ban him. He used whatever word, words he seen fit at that moment. Every post was a little bit more daring than the last. And eventually, it caught up with him. But the minute it caught up with him, oh man, he screeched and screamed about the consequences. Screeched and got mad about it. Hoofta, hoofta, hoofta. You know what I'm saying? And it's just something I see, when I seen it, I was like, man, you just trying, bro. Like I get it. You want you you that's 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 your stick. That's you. That's what you do. You you're controversial. You're edgy. You're this. You're that. But you just trying to do it just to do it is kind of annoying, man. And I'll be I'll be brutally honest with this. Homies from across the pond. So at no point am I ever going to look at homie for actual American based values when it comes to conservatism it ain't never gonna happen and that's not even speaking on him specifically that's on anybody because i don't think anybody from across the pond anywhere else is going to look at me or anyone else for our political beliefs on their system you know what i'm saying and everybody has the right to their own opinion what they think but that doesn't mean i gotta do much with it you know what i'm saying i don't think milo did a whole lot with anybody else's opinion except his own and when someone else did give him a decent opinion he just got kind of salty about it. That's just my opinion on it, though. But he did get real mad when they banned him. In parlor there, they give you 20 motherfucking strikes, bro. 20 motherfucking strikes. How many strikes somebody need, bro? You got 20 mother. California gives you three strikes. <laughs> parlor giving you 17 more, you know what I'm saying? Now, free speech site or not, Hotbox Talk will use Parler as one of the main sites to find the show. You can find me at one big fuck on Parler or on Facebook at Hotbox Talk. Either one, holla at you, boy, you already know what it is. Parler, I'm really, I, I share all my links there first. Uh, all this, the show is shared there heavily, this, that, the other. So it's one of the easiest places to find me. Uh, I share the shows later on at night on Hotbox, on Hotbox Talk's uh, Facebook page. So again, you can find me there. It is what it is. You already know what it is. Now, my personal opinion is I think all these sites have their issues. They have their own issues. We all know that. We all know that. Whether it's the TOS you don't like, whether it's the site's capabilities, we don't like something. There's something with all these sites. Twitter's a cesspool. Facebook, you can't crack the algorithm. Instagram, I really don't fuck with Instagram, so I really don't know what the issues with it. But like Parler, people don't like Parler because of the TOS now. Uh, YouTube, hard to crack the algorithm or, or the algorithm screws you. If you don't play the game that it wants you to play, you can get your shit cut down at any moment. There's really no warnings. Really makes people mad. But all that being said, we all still use these or their competitors. So use them to your benefit and then talk your shit. And then, you know, go about it like a normal person does. Talk your shit about them on top of, like, how many people use Facebook but still talk about fuck Facebook on Facebook? You know what I'm saying? It's normal now to do that. So just rock with it. You know what I'm saying? It's easier to go with that. Like the quartering said, you might as well try to use all your sites and continue to push yourself. If that's what you're trying to do, brand yourself, content creator, whatever it is, that's how you're going to do it anyways. So rock with the system as it is. You can still fight against the system, but rock with it as, as it is or don't use it. Now, controversy is something all, all humans will have to face. At some point, something's going to happen to where they're going to have to face it. It's just, it is what it is. Now, police in America 
is a major topic and it can also be a contro controversial one when it really shouldn't but shouldn't be and i also think the same as abortion it shouldn't be as controversial as so many make it now i say it like that because baby you can abort a baby that's full term that's grotesque in its finest set of the finest meaning of the word that's fucking that's fucked up now ralph norman not ralph northam is one of the piece, people that tried to put that shit into play or did put it into play and it's fucked up I also think men should have say in an abortion, especially if it's their child. The fuck? Now, again, people may not like that, but it is what it is. And again, people might not like my beliefs on police neither, but it is what it is. And when I think of the people that are in charge of our country, these old corrupt bastards, these old corrupt establishment swamp rats, what are they doing to help America? Nothing. They're only hurting it with... The abortion you want to you want to make it so babies can be aborted for full term. Why couldn't somebody have came up with that idea long before? For if you want to have an abortion, why do you have why do you have to wait nine months? What the fuck are you nuts? No. Nope. That's my personal belief. No, fuck that. An abortion should be the last motherfucking option. There should be that should be the last option. I really that that's that's what I got for that. That should be the last option. And when I think of policing in America, with everybody, because everybody has an opinion about abortion, right? And you got people out there that are like, uh, you got people out there when it comes to policing that, or, or abortion, will say, I don't really have a say, I don't really shouldn't have a say in it because I'm this, that, other thing, rah, rah, rah. You have people, people that say they should have an opinion on policing in America because this, that, other thing, rah, rah, rah. They're not the same. I'm not saying that abortion and policing are the same thing. They're not. But they are two of the topics that I know is easy to pick your side and it's it's easy. It's pick your side and that's it. And that that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm, I'm putting it in the show the way I am. Now, I'm also going to talk about grifters because I can't stand grifters either because I think grifters have used abortion and they've used policing in America and they've used racism and they've used every other uh, pandering point that they could to push whatever narrative that they can. And I think at the end of the day, that's what's hurting America in its own right. And when I say corrupt bastards and I say corrupt politicians, I also mean grifters that are politicians, people that are grifters that are anchors and journalists and activists, just chasing whatever clout dollar or the next dollar or the next moral belief that they can to get the next view or the next click. It really is some fucked up shit. And grifters, I can't stand grifters, flip-flopping assholes, assholes who clout chase, who cl chase clout for a dollar or four dollars or cashing in their beliefs for views. Hunter Avalon is a major grifter in my eyes. He got slapped around in a few debates concerning the LBGT community by Vosh. Let's be serious. After that, he became a Trump basher, a conservative questioner, using his platform to push misguided ideas and bullshit. I'm always keeping a buck. But he's also spoke on policing in America and abortion. And he's had some pretty wild out there fucking ideas. Now, I'm not going in on anyone specific this show or this time around. I'm not worried about any of these jackals. They're not they're not intellectual powerhouses in my opinion, and they they don't I'm not shook by them. I'm not shook by what they think they know. You know what I'm saying? Give me one second. Yeah, we back. That's 100% what I think is these bunch of jackals that they really ain't no powerhouses, man. Just as I see a lot of these dudes really get slapped up on what they think. 
They may not think so, but I sure do. Now, seeing so many ride the coattails of the GOP for years to legit see to let you to legit see these motherfuckers switch sides the moment they seen an opening to buck the deplorables for who they seen as the golden goose, aka the radical left. Those who switched up have been called out on a mass scale from all sides. And how many have how many truly listened to them being called out? Who really knows? Not many, I don't think, because grifters, when they get called out on it, normally got a pretty good way of making their grift sound 100%, you know what I'm saying? Now, on the small scale, we've seen it happen, and on a grand scale, we've seen it happen on live TV. During the 2020 elections, when Fox News switched up for the choice of Arizona, when they flipped a complete script on Trump. Not all the anchors did, but a good majority of them surely did. Now, grifting at its finest in reality. Now, the switch was quickened and it was noticeable, and they haven't really went back since. The majority of the anchors still have some semblance of the loyalty to the GOP, or to at least being honest as a journalist. Or an anchor, if that's what you would like to call it. CNN has a, Now, CNN was exposed by James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Twitter cut his account down after that spiciness, you know what I'm saying? Now, CNN, Don, Don Lemon, on two cases now, sided with the police when it came to Chicago and Columbus. Both of those shootings, Don Lemon believed that the cops were in the right and it was a justified shooting. Now, I believe Don Lemon was told to grift because of the beef with uh, Project Veritas and CNN. I believe he was told to grift after it was exposed that they were coming up with made-up stories to push. Now, literally, after years of straight mad dog in the police, burying them under whatever da- under whatever bullshit they could daily, CNN and many other outlets did as much as they could every day to do that. That's why I think CNN told Don Lemon to switch up the police, switch up the sides because they knew it would get ratings. And it, it did. They got how many how many other outlets to talk about it? I talked about it. Shit, and I'm not even that big of an outlet. And then, after all that exposure that they got, how many people listened to that too? You know what I'm saying? Because CNN grifted a long time, so a lot of those listeners don't—they're—they're they're a part of the grift. Hence why. When Rose McGowan called it a motherfucking cult, so many said she was dead on right with it. You know what I'm saying? Now, the GOP definitely can have its own cult-like issues, too. Definitely its own cult-like problems. There is no doubt of that at all. But I don't think it's nearly as bad as the liberal cult. You know, so... And then, one of the things that you would have thought would have never mixed would have been grifting, controversy, policing, and cancel culture. You would have never thought all that would have mixed, man. People switched up the minute they the minute they could realize they could start hating the cops and some conservatives would be okay with that and this that they're not 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 that you got to be okay with cops to be a conservative because God knows I'm not but I don't be bashing and hating on them like some conservatives do and I think a lot of them do that for grifting purposes hundred percent they know it'll get them some kind of a view or some kind of viewer some kind of view some kind of click some kind of relevancy just for that brief moment you know what I'm saying. It's a lot easier to get noticed when you go against the grain than to get noticed when you don't go against the grain. Let's, let's just be honest about that. Now, the cop who made the TikTok against LeBron was suspended. 
without pay. He isn't backing down, which is a good thing. He says him and his other fellow cops can use TikTok to help push uh, push back on the cancel culture and the hatred towards cops, which is probably true. Now, the TikToks, I thought that shit was hilarious. It made a solid point, yet the left seen it as a white man being racist behind the badge. Amazing how many sided with the cop, and amazing how many sided with Bron Bron. The cop, the cop will never get his job back, and he should be aware of that. So he's gonna, now he won't get his job back with that department. He can go somewhere else, probably another department, get a policing job. Maybe, maybe not, who knows. But the man definitely made a solid point that more or less cost him because so many people got upset with it and were offended by what he said instead of just scrolling past it. Hence why cancel culture is a bitch. And one of the biggest issues that I that I spoke on recently was LeVar Burton saying that cancel culture, aka consequence culture, was a good thing. Jay-Z doubled down on that dumb shit. Which makes me think both these men are ducking and dodging something that they did in the past or said in the past that they hope never resurfaces because gosh forbid it could cancel them. The Reading Rainbow guy surely doesn't want to get canceled. And a billionaire surely doesn't want to catch anything to do with cancel culture. Hence why I think Jay-Z is riding that wave. I'm just going to keep it a book. I ain't got no reason to lie. That's just how I see it. And I know for a fact cancel culture is out there clipping whoever allows it to clip them. Cancel culture has ducked those who put a back, who put the target on their backs to go against cancel culture. Cancel culture has failed to cancel people who fought against, who fought back against cancel culture. Gina Carano, Steven Crowder, Tim Poole, fucking Six Hex Hammer on a daily fucking basis. The quartering. How many of these people have fought cancel culture and won on multiple occasions because they refuse to back the fuck down? White liberals have been fighting discrimination with discrimination for the last few years. There's multiple, there's multiple sources of evidence that show that and prove that. The Chaz Gardens. How white people now are making it, making, literally are making TikToks about how they're sad that they're white and they have to, uh, they're, they're apologizing, they're sorry because they're really racist pieces of shit and they probably are, don't want to get exposed for it. Let's just keep it honest. That's why these white liberals are fighting discrimination with discrimination because they think it's going to get them friends. They think it's going to win them some type of brownie point when it really isn't and it really shows how racist some of them truly are. And one of the most recent stories we have, we have a professor in school who literally is questioning a fucking college student about why he thinks police are heroes. And he just says not all cops. He says now there's bad ones, this, that, the other. This cop went as, this, this professor went as far to say is if someone broke into her house, she would not call the cops. The amount of stupidity in that statement is, is amazing. And it's a fucking professor. People that are teaching this youth, the youth to be the next upcoming best things for our, for our country. What in the fuck? And that also shows when these, when, on these college campuses that all, a lot of these college students are okay with ca the cancel culture, are okay with having a conservative canceled or having their ex-best friend canceled for something that their ex-best friend said in the third grade. You know what I'm saying? They're okay with that shit. And a lot of these campuses are promoting that type of cancel culture. They're promoting that kind of hatred. It's not really shocking that they are. A lot of these college campuses are also preaching and pushing police hatred. And I think we can all agree that policing in America needs reform and of of course, all systems need to be revamped and reset. Police, 
the police system, the firefighter system, whatever system, every, let's say every five, six years should probably be looked into somewhat and seen what they could fix or revamp or make better. Why not? I don't know what it would hurt. There's always room for improvement. There's always room for growth. Now, if something's broke, don't fix it. But if there's something broken, you might want to fucking fix it before it becomes a problem. I'm okay with that. A lot of Americans, I believe, are okay with that. But the radicals, oh, no, 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 no. The radicals are holding police. Are holding, they're holding police. They're holding anybody that doesn't agree with what they believe to a standard that not even they could meet. It's got to be a vicious cycle to be a radical. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be. It's got to be a very vicious cycle. They got to go from like hating to loving to hating to loving to hating to loving to hating to loving to stay on hating to only love some to hate most. You know, it, it's got to be a very tiring cycle. But then we also have journalists that are playing activists using their jobs platform to push an agenda of hate or push a narrative of hate or push an agenda of. Uh, criminality in America or to push the next part of the Great Reset. Come on, let's be honest, because that's really what they're trying to do. They're pushing the next next aspect of chaos. It's just insane. It's just insane. That's why I'm just talking my shit. This episode is just me talking my shit, man. Now, I truly believe that the left holds any opposition to a standard that they cannot meet. They hold the opposite party to the fire when they refuse to even see light. We have people who will preach we need to open the border for people when we are facing mass homelessness. We have people who preach about mass homelessness, who preach open use sites, and who preach legal legalize all drugs. We have people in America who would give all the power to the government rather than bust their own asses to get what they want or need. We have outlets who push stories of act of activists saying that they're okay with white people dying if it makes them feel the pain of the community saying it's okay if the whole city burns that they don't care. We have an autonomous zone in Minneapolis, the free state of George Floyd, where cops aren't fucking allowed. White people got to follow a certain set of rules. I wonder how it is for the white people in that community because I know it's not a solid black, brown, or any other color community. It's a diverse community. And I know there's white people in that community. So I wonder if they have to follow certain rules outside of their home. I wonder. Maybe I should take a trip on down to the free state of George Floyd. I think I'm gonna. <laughs> See what's popping. We have mass protests in Portland and across this country. We have governors and mayors who are allowing the cities to fall. And all for a power grab. I honestly believe that Biden and the radical left are pushing and praying for the chaos and the downfall of America. I believe they want uh, to see us divided and at each other's throats. I believe that they are the reason racism is alive and well. The left, the, the left is, and I do believe, evil, and I believe that they push evilness. The elected ones and the, one, and the ones that I hold accountable are the ones that who voted for all, this elect, all these elected officials to do this radical chaos bullshit power grab. I hold them accountable. Hence, the episode I put out last week. I simply hold Biden Biden voters accountable. And not one day under Trump was love or unity ever pushed. But the moment Trump was out of office, they talked about love, unity, and compassion as if we were all supposed to pass around this bullshit joint of kumbaya and all get over suddenly all the bullshit that the left pushed. For four straight years. Oh no, that's not how that happens, motherfucker. No way. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not today. And all that shit. 
all that bullshit just to pander. Just to lie. Just a virtue signal. Just to get power to line their pockets to push a narrative and agenda that most won't agree with, especially that they won't agree with it once it all hits the fan and it starts to affect them. Then they won't agree with it. But until it affects them, and by them, that's anybody that's okay with it. Until it affects them, they're going to be down with it. They're going to be down with the cause. Until it backfires and affects them in a way that they don't understand and in a way they don't like. Now, I started Hot Box Talk to cover shit just like this. To hold the DNC to what they say on a daily basis. I had seen so much hate and so much bullying from the left. So much anger from the left to the right, to conservatives, to libertarians, to anybody that was in opposition of the radical left. That's one of the reasons that I started Hot Box Talk. To hold people to what they say. And when facts quit mattering is when responsibility and accountability went out the goddamn window. When statistics started not mattering to the masses, that's when responsibility and accountability went out the motherfucking window. I do believe. We have teachers being indoctrinated who in return indoctrinate our children. We have parents who bring their children to the gay pride parade in protests and activist meetings. We have parents who brought their children to the Portland pro, uh, protests when the uh, Molotov cocktails were being thrown. I've seen children at the George Floyd protests. I've seen children at the Dante Wright protests. I've seen children where they shouldn't have fucking been. I see children preaching the bullshit narratives that their parents tell them on a daily basis. I see white children that are sad because they're white. You have schools that are making white men stand up and say that they're oppressors. It's fucking insane. This radical shit is is fucking insane. And to somehow see people get behind it is also fucking insane. And it's one of the reasons that Hotbox Talk, my show, I'm going to continue to talk my shit and point out how insane it is, to point out the double standard that the left lives in, to point out the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy, hypocrisy, however you want to say it, to push it, to live in it. I'm going to talk about it as often as I can to continually poke holes in all of the bullshit that they push and the darkness that they want everyone to live in. I'm going to be a source of light in that darkness for all of those who have the same opinion and same belief system that I do. The left claims that they want to punch a Nazi or that, they, that that's something that they believe in, but yet they've never seen a Nazi. And chances are if they actually seen a real Nazi, I don't think they'd swing. They could go to prison. Plenty of white, group, plenty of white hate groups in prison. Go to prison, punch you a Nazi. Shit. Why don't you just set up a meeting? Ask one of them to have a conversation with you. Instead of having a conversation, go punch one. See how it turns out for you. It's really easy to say something and and not realize that you wouldn't actually be about that action. And one of the things that I've noticed lately is we have parents coming after school boards and going after the schools telling them they need to quit with the critical race theory and they need to quit with the hate and the pan and the agenda push and this, that, the other. And school boards are cracking. They're crumbling. 
leaving, quitting, resigning, getting fired. Amazing. The left will eventually see the fight back. And they won't know what to do with it. It'll be funny when that happens. And I will be there that day to talk about it. Believe you me. I wonder how the left will feel when they notice the losses that they've taken. I wonder how grifters will fare when nobody buys their grift anymore. Hotbox talk will always thrash the DNC. I will always butt heads with idiots who strawman themselves in the diggle, in the, into the holes that they've dug. Hotbox talk isn't going anywhere. More content is coming, and it's just going to get better. Believe you me, my motherfuckers. Hope everybody is staying safe. I hope everybody is staying blessed. Hope everybody is staying blazed. Because it's 2021. It ain't got to the hot summer yet. And we need to just stay talking our shit. You can always find your boy at par on Parlor at One Big Fuck. You already know what it is. Peace.